Is this thing on? I got down. Uh, oh, let me see. Uh, one, two, three. Oh, okay. It's ready for you, Arthur. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks guys for checking that mic for me. Hey, you're listening to the Basement Lounge. Right on. Great job, Art. Thanks, Mickey. Hey guys, this is Mike Shea, and I want to talk to you about Anchor. Yes, Anchor is the brand new free way for you to get your podcast career off and running without any cost to you. Simply download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast and give you everything you need in one place for free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. Their creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds play magnifique without having to worry about all the costly setup. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, all of that. And you can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. They set you up with awesome sponsors. All you got to do is record a script, kind of like what I'm doing now, throw it onto your show and start making money. Once again, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get your podcast career off and running right now just do it already. Hey guys, this is Mike, and before we get the show started, I wanted to let you know that you can now join the Basement Lounge team by supporting the show on Patreon. Right now, we have a $1 tier that is so full of cool rewards, you'd be a fool to pass it up. Just go to patreon.com slash basementloungepod to sign up right away, and now, on with the show. Grab a drink, pull up a chair, and settle in. Because you're in the Basement Lounge. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Basement Lounge. We're actually sitting in a kitchen, not in the basement this time, so it's a little different. And we're hanging out with John Morris. What's up? Dayton comic, who I was I was going through my my, my guest list from, from the old show, and I was like, who have I... Who have I not had on in a while? And I realized I never had you on the old show. Nope, never once. Like a, like a fucking asshole. Yeah. So uh, I've been busy. Yeah. <laughs> so let's uh, let's 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 jump in quick. How long have you been doing stand up for? Uh, just over five years. Five years, July first. Holy shit! Yeah. There you go, man. When where'd you get your start at? Here in Dayton? Or? Yep. Wiley's the first right show one. was with uh, Don Smith. First show. Jeez. Yeah, me and Don had the first same first show. I'm always I'm always I've talked about this before. I'm always floored when someone says their first show was at Wiley's because. Where I was getting started at, there there weren't any comedy clubs. Yeah, yeah. So, so you had to do an open mic. I had to do open mics yeah. at coffee shops and bars, and and the idea of getting to go to a comedy club was like on a fucking pedestal. Yeah, it was so a holy I, grail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when I hear people say like, "Oh yeah, I, I, I tried out my first time just at Wiley's," and yep. I was like, "Just just like you heathen, yeah. <laughs> like, what the well, fuck?" Like I didn't even know about open mics when I first started. I right. didn't know that. I thought you just go to the club. If they, I thought it was like you know the '60s. Like if they like you, they'll oh, put you to work, yeah. and that's that. That was it. And I was, I thought it was like fast track. Oh, so geez. when I first started, I was like, I had a good set, and Mike Canistero ran the open wow. mic and was like, "Hey, I'm doing another show at Cat's Lounge." Gave me another show, and I was like, "Oh, this is it! I'm, I'm going to be a professional <laughs> comedian." I had two good shows. So I was like, "All right, well, I quit my job now. I moved to California." <laughs> Then I did chapters for my third show. I was like, oh, this is this completely <laughs> different. Okay, okay, we need to work at this. Oh, that's fu- fucking chapter, man. Oh, that was the horrible show. That was my like second or third show in Dayton. My, the first show I did in Dayton was at, I don't know if you were there, Wright State, the comic book club at oh, Wright yeah. State. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was my first show in Dayton, and then... 
I did an Ollie's and then uh or no I did I did a hookah lounge, hookah bazaar and uh another terrible spot. Yeah. And then I ran into <laughs> Dusty one day and he's like, Hey man, where are you heading? I said, uh I'm going to go try this mic at this place called Chapter. And he was just like, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> yeah. And I thought he was taking a shot at me. Yeah. And then I got there and I was like, oh, I no, get it. Yeah, it's <laughs> oh. the place where comedy goes to die. Oh, man. Um, so you're, you're originally from this area? You... Uh, no, I was born in Atlanta. The fuck? Yeah, I was born in Atlanta. Uh, moved to Dayton when I was around two. Uh, my dad lost his job at Elder Beerman's, and my grandma lived literally right next door here. Oh, so we moved here, moved in with my grandma for a little bit until my dad got back on his feet and lived in Dayton ever since. Jeez, so I, Dayton is home, yeah. but I was born in Atlanta. Okay. So they, that's good, man. Um, and what's it been like? So you've been doing this for the last five years, which is about yep. how long I've lived here. Nonstop, too. Non, yeah. I'm not, I'm not like one of those comics that, like, you know, they do it a couple of times, take a month off. I, I've been hitting, oh, fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've been hitting open mic steady. Like, I may have taken a week off, and that's yeah. the most, and that's usually for my shit foot. <laughs> you, you are you are one of the ones. If there's if there's a mic, there's a good chance that you're going to be there. What's the, What's the... Other than just loving what you do, like, is there, is there, what's, what's the big drive there? Like what? I just, I want to get better. Like I, I'm never happy with where I'm at. Like I'll get a good set, like a really good set. And I'll be like, all right, let's chase that dragon again. Right. And I'm aiming for that show or that set, but I'm doing new jokes and I want to get those new jokes to that point of having that great of a set again. Now, are you the kind who, um, like will, cause Comics approach their sets differently. Some of them will will work the same set for a while, mm -hmm. plug a new one in once in a while. How how often are you putting new stuff in the set? How often like do you have like how does how is that working for you? Well, if I'm getting paid, I do the stuff that I know works. Right. Just because I feel if they're paying me, they deserve my best jokes. They're yeah. not always going to work, but right. I'm going to use the jokes that I know usually work. Yeah. Uh, if it's an open mic, I'm usually trying new stuff. If it's Wiley's, I try to pepper in the mm. new stuff. I'll, I'll start tried and true joke, do some new stuff in the middle, and end with a good joke. Are you the kind? You know, we, we see guys like like Mike Wells, who you know, and and he's a one liner comic, so he's always writing shit on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, he has a thousand jokes it's, a week. It's insane. Yeah, are you the kind who who will like just sit down and just just rack your brain and write ideas, or are you more kind of just as stuff comes up, you write it down? I mix it. Like sometimes, yeah. if a funny funny idea comes to my mind, I'll jot it down. I'll try it in an open mic, see if I can't riff on it. If it doesn't work like that, then I'll take the idea sit down and think about it as hard as I can for a little bit, write some stuff like that. But, I mean, most of most of my best jokes have just come from spur of the moment. So yeah. that's kind of where I, I feel I'm the funniest is when I'm not thinking about it. And you're just winging it. Yeah, of. like a freestyle rapper is how I compare yeah, it to. Man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I've tried. I've tried the whole like you sit down and, and you're right. And it's I, I don't like having trying to force it. It does. It, like sometimes it takes the fun out of it. Yeah, it's like we we do this to have fun, and if you treat it too like you have to treat it like a job to get paid at it. But yeah. if you treat it too much like a job, you start to resent it and you it, stop yeah. having fun. It just becomes work. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah. Like I'm a big fan of Patrice O'Neill. And one of his famous quotes was, "I was a, I was the funniest motherfucker ever until I started doing comedy," which is a brilliant <laughs> fucking. That's, that's brilliant. Yeah. That's I'm pretty sure that's how most comedians feel. Like we were hilarious with our friends, but then you have to take that and move it up to a new group. It's like you're going pro. It's like yeah. you're going from uh, 
from college sports to NFL now. Because how many times have we, you know, before we started doing this, did everybody say, oh, you're funny. You should do stand-up. Well, actually, I, I just made a post about that. None of my friends in high school said I should ever do st- None of them were like, oh, you should do stand-up. Are you fucking None serious, though? But all of my friends, literally all of my friends in high school could have done stand-up. Really? All of them. But none of them did it besides me. And I was just like, well, let's give this a shot. Did it, and I fell in love with it. See, I had the I had the opposite. I, where I was at down south, I, like... Everybody, because I was I I started when like, and this is dating myself here, but I I started when like when Dane Cook was still popular. Yeah, yeah. You know, two thousand five, two thousand five was my first show. Comedy Renaissance. It really fucking was. It's odd that Dane Cook was the one to usher that shit in. But people give him shit, but he started a whole new style of comedy. He 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 did. I I I have a lot of respect for Dane Cook. In, in the sense of he, I I, th- I think he definitely burned out a little too fast. I think he got a little too big too fast. And yeah, you know, the, well, I, I look at Dane Cook like how people look at Nickelback. Yeah, it's like everyone makes fun of him, but he he's popular for a reason. People yeah. like him. You know what I'm saying? Like people like Nickelback. Yeah, they won <laughs> Grammys or whatever. You know, they're doing something right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're selling albums. Somebody likes them. I mean, Dane Cook's still fucking regular at the comedy store. And, yeah, and he's. I think he's coming back. I really think he is. I I, th- I will say this. I've always said I think he's a better actor than a comedian. Yeah. Um. He's got. He's been doing a lot of indie films, like serious indie films, and he's really good in them. Really. Yeah. He hmm. he just he just put one out where he plays like the father of like. Uh, like this kid's father and he's like a and the, the dane's like a like a recovering alcoholic or something like that and then <laughs> well that's an easy role to play for i know him. right <laughs> um he he was on he was on a he was on collider live recently doing an interview talking about i don't i did not realize how fucking sad his life is oh but, yeah uh, there's something but like his brother stole his brother stole just, a shitload of money like from just him, so, like millions from lost him. both of his parents within like three months of each other yeah. um it's just oh and you know everything that happened with his career and shit but like he's still one of the funniest moments I ever remember with him was it was after all the big buzz, like after he had done the Madison Square Garden shit, after mm-hmm. all that, he released a special that was just him at like the fucking Laugh Factory or some shit. And it wasn't the big personality shit, rock star stuff that we all knew him for. It was just him just doing yeah. regular stuff. Just stand-up. like traditional stuff. I was stand-up. like, where the fuck is this been, yeah. motherfucker? Yeah. Well, like people talk shit about him, but like people, there, there are people now that you can tell were in like. Uh, Sebastian Maniscalco, mm-hmm. you can tell he's influenced by Dane Cook. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, Eliza Schlesinger, you can tell she is. Oh, 100%. I love Eliza. Like, I he really started do. a new style of comedy, yeah. which is, you know, using your body more. Because it's just the, the big personality yeah, comedy. Yeah, Com- yeah. Comics, especially in the 90s, were like, I mean, just real subdued and. and I don't know if it was they were just trying not to step on anybody's toes or whatever, or they weren't sure where they fit in anymore because yeah. comedy wasn't really a household entertainment form at that point. Yeah, but, yeah. But now uh, I honestly don't think there'd be a Kevin Hart without Dane Cook. Oh hell no! That that dude is a fucking ball of energy like I've never seen. Yeah. So well, let's get back to you, man. Enough enough, enough jerking off Dane Cook here. Um, <laughs> So you you and Travis Charles uh, run uh, the most offensive show on earth. Uh, yeah, according to me, according, according to Travis, Travis runs it. Okay, um, <laughs> that is the actual name of the show. Yes, uh, and you guys just had how many is this now? This was the fifth, fourth, fourth and fifth. Fourth and yeah, fifth. Yeah, we did two shows Saturday, so how, fourth and fifth. How did this? 
because it's going really well. Yeah. Um, how did this insanity get started? Well, it started with me and Tra- we were sitting and they gave Travis a, a one day. Mm-hmm. They gave him one show at Wiley's and they're like, you can book it, bring whoever you want. And Travis was, we and Travis were mulling over ideas and something was said about like, you know, well, what if we just do like a, just the most offensive show? And I was like, well, we could even call it the most offensive show on earth. Like, I was like, that's actually a good name. Yeah. And we just kind of steamrolled the idea for a bit, got some of the edgier comics that we knew together. And we we're like, let's try this show out. And I think because of. I hate to say the words, but because of PC culture, yeah, it's it's like a counterculture now to mm-hmm. just be edgy, and the comics that we got, like, there's a difference between being edgy and just being racist and offensive. Sure, yeah, like everyone that is on these shows knows how to write a good edgy joke, mm-hmm. and we've had people that like, like Kyle Kemper was on yeah. the last show and crushed it, and he is not an offensive comic, mm-hmm. but. They take this opportunity to write offensive and they start writing in a different way that they haven't before. And it's really helped a lot of comics because you guys had Scotty Mays on uh, this yep. past show. And yep. I, I don't usually think of him as a as a raunchy comic. Yeah. Um, well, we've had people on the show that didn't even do offensive. Jo- like we had Kelly Haran from uh, Cincinnati. She didn't yeah. do offensive jokes. She just did kind of a. Uh, uh, graphic like sexual jokes yeah. which you know it's not offensive but it, it you don't get to do those kind of jokes on a normal show mm-hmm. so this just the name of the most offensive show it broadens the horizon mm-hmm. to where you can talk about more things than you usually could and i think that, i think that's great for the audience too because i think sometimes when you see an audience at a crowd if they hear a joke that's particularly you know, on the edge of your side, they're almost, regardless of how funny it is, it's like they're afraid to laugh at it. Yeah, it's the, that's where the crowd mentality comes into, which yeah. is what I've been studying. That's, like, been my goal lately is to understand how a crowd works because mm-hmm. I feel like the more you understand a crowd, the more you can control it, mm-hmm. and when you can control it, you're they'll laugh at anything you say. And calling a show, calling a show the most offensive show, that already puts the audience in a mindset of like yeah you're gonna hear something you're gonna hear fucked up shit yeah just you know you it's, it's like whenever you watch a roast you know yeah you, you know like, it's gonna be me exactly yeah fucking dusty <laughs> dusty is Jesus. one of the meanest roasters of <laughs> we were talking about that with don uh, a couple episodes ago and i was like you know like i i, I was in, by no means like hurt by anything you said but at the same time kind of was yeah 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 <laughs> Um, with the most offensive show, man, you guys are you're you're five deep now, and and they're just they seem to be getting just better uh, yeah. with every one. Yeah, with less advertising too. That's that's crazy to me. You know, it's become almost like a grassroots movement. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's like a it's it's a counterculture. And it's, I think people nowadays, you know, they hear through the grapevine now that now that there's like I said now that there's been five, and now that the word has spread it's it's becoming something people are starting to look forward to they're they're keeping their ear to the ground mm-hmm. for one's yep. another most offensive show we're uh we're trying to take it on the road too we're trying to get it into uh, other oh, clubs yeah. see if they're interested in it because now we have uh proof that it works we've had yeah. we've had five good turnout shows that you know that we can well the problem is is in a different city, they don't hear this news. So it, yeah. it's going to still take a little bit of effort and advertising in the other cities. But I still think I think it could work because it's like I said, it's the counterculture. Mm-hmm. And that's what comedy has been most of the time is yeah. the counter of whatever the society is thinking. And that's that's where 
you know, you hear about like okay, like like this this week there was the whole in the within the last week there was this whole thing with with Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah, the Shane the, Gillis, the Shane Gillis, because they hired they hired him and and I'm blanking on on they hired him and a and an Asian comic like at the same time. Oh, I didn't know they. they, they oh, that's, yeah, yeah. that's where a lot of it started. It was they I hired did see that, and then somebody also uh, posted a picture of a different Asian guy. Yeah, yeah did you see that, that one? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Shane Gillis, who like you know, and we've all seen the clip circulating of him yeah. on on whatever podcast. Uh, um, where, where where do you sit with all that? Well, I'm a firm believer in freedom of speech. Yeah. You can say whatever you want, but that's not a freedom from consequences. He yeah. said what he said. Now he has to live by it. That's mm-hmm. if SNL doesn't want him on their cast, that's completely up to them as well. Yeah. But I also think that all these people that are trying to ruin him, mm-hmm. they're saying, oh, he he shouldn't be. You know, the people that are like he shouldn't be allowed to work anymore. They're doing nothing but make his name bigger. Mm-hmm. It's the the classic. No publicity is bad publicity. Or, any publicity is good publicity. Yeah, his name is still getting out there. He is a name now. He he put out he he put out some statement about it like yesterday, the day before, and and he it started off real like like real genuine, yeah. genuine. And then he goes, "I was always more <laughs> no. of a mad TV guy anyway." And <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, well that show's not on the air anymore, yeah. fucker. But yeah, <laughs> um, I might just realize my shirt's inside out. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> well, not only that, but they canceled it again. They brought it back and canceled it that's again. True. So it's <laughs> like you. You just like canceled things. Then is yeah. that what you're saying? <laughs> I mean, I, I liked Mad TV, but yeah, SM- I watched I watched Mad TV more than I did SNL. I I did too because when I was when I was growing up, especially in middle school, was you know home all day during the summer, and daytime TV was reruns of SNL and Mad TV on mm-hmm. Comedy Central. Yeah, um, but uh, I was a big Bobby Lee fan. Oh, I love Bobby Lee. So that's funny. that's who I I want to hear Bobby Lee come out and say something about yeah. Shane or just like roast him like nobody wants to hear your fat white ass anyway or, <laughs> you know what I'm saying like <laughs> I want to know what the fuck ever happened to Will Sasso yeah yeah because he when when Vine was a thing he was yeah he, he was helped on a, he, he helped boost that yeah and I know uh, he's on that movie 43 he was in that he's been doing like was a, he in movie 43 yeah he was like a security guard in that one I gotta go back I haven't watched that in so fucking long Will uh, Sasso is hilarious I love Will Sasso his lemons vines were the ones that always made me laugh the hardest. You the ever 11? see that? No. He'd always like anytime somebody he'd be watching a clip or something would say he open his spice cabinet and see lemon pepper and he'd be like lemons and then it would cut to him like spitting <laughs> lemons out of his mouth. It was <laughs> fucked up and gross, but I I loved every minute of it. it Dude, was, his Kenny Rogers on Mad TV will live with me till I die. Oh, it's just, just that voice is what I do for every every time I'm like impersonating a Midwesterner. It's the Kenny. With my huge, it's the voice I do every time. Oh fuck! I won't see. I won't, see, they, that, that's a show that needs to be streaming on Hulu or some yeah. shit. Yeah. Old oh, TV yeah. reruns. I'm Katie Brown with Welcome to Jackhead. <laughs> it's the best, dude. Especially like it, that's the thing that, that cracks me up is, is that show got canceled. But like, you look at like people from that show and the careers they've had since, like fucking Frank Caliendo, yeah. Alex Borstein. Yeah. Um, and so it's 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 surprising that show could last. Meanwhile, SNL. I'm sorry, SNL hasn't been it really funny it, in yeah. a long time. I saw an interview though with some of the writers, and they were talking about because everyone criticizes them for being all political, and they're like, the reason they do that is because basically, and kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier with with I'm with you. I hate saying it, but PC culture. They're like, we don't know what we can write anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's kind of why it's not funny anymore. Like that's why it hasn't been as good because now they're worried about what they can and can't say. Yeah. When John Belushi and them were on it, they, nobody cared about what they could say. They said what they said. Yeah. 
fucking you can't you can't make a joke that's not going to offend anyone it's not no yeah Every... if, if you do it's not going to be a good joke yeah there, there's <laughs> always going to be somebody that has a problem with something you said yeah that's, exactly that's the way it is there has to be a butt to the joke yeah yeah where so for you now that you've got stuff with the most offensive show going on um you've been doing this for five years what's what's kind of your plan right now as far as stand-up goes uh i have had the same plan since i started and that's just get better that's that's my only goal is to get better each time i'd like to be paid (laughs) but i mean you don't always get what you like (laughs) i branch out i go we do a lot of -of out-of-town stuff uh not a lot but we do some out-of-town stuff we start Getting to know some of the comics and the other scenes close to us, like Indiana, Toledo, Cincinnati, Louisville, and uh, just you know, hoping to get booked on more shows. But uh, right now, I'm a, I'm in kind of a weird spot because I don't have my license. Mm-hmm. So like every show that I get booked on, I have to book somebody else that right. can give me a ride. So yeah, yeah. so I can't really you know I can't really cold email clubs about working for them because I don't have a ride. Right. So my goal right now is to get as funny as I can until I get my license back. Then when I get my license back, I'm going to try to start uh, featuring at clubs. Nice. Because I feel like I'm I'm at the feature. I'm at the low end of the feature level. Mm-hmm. Like I can do it. I need the opportunities of featuring to get better at it. Right. So that's the goal is to get the license back and then just start hitting the road. What happened to the license? <laughs> uh, it's been suspended for five years. Uh, just about as long as I've been doing comedy. Uh, I uh, had uh, expired tags. Oh, uh, man. I spent all of my mo- My car got impounded okay. while I was at work as a delivery driver. I spent literally the last dollar I had to get my car out of impound. Mm-hmm. Tags were expired. I got pulled over like a week later, and the cop wrote me a ticket, and I was so just... Furious. I was like, I'm just not going to pay. I was just, me. I'm not going to pay this ticket. Mm-hmm. And then I felt the repercussions of it. They suspended my license. I got pulled over three times driving under suspension. They impounded the car again. Oh, jeez. And, uh, yeah, then they suspended my license. It came up for renewal last year. And uh, I had paid off all my fines and everything finally. And I was like, all right, I'm going to get my license back. And then they, uh, okay, now we just need to see proof of insurance for 2015. Fuck. Oh, so shit. Then, then I got another two-year suspension wait, for not being wait. able to provide proof of insurance. Wait, we need you to have proof of insurance yep. while you haven't had a car or a driver's Well, no, it was from when I actually. Oh, from when you had the yep, car. from when okay. I had it. Because when I got pulled over, I didn't provide proof of insurance. Uh, and I didn't have it. That's why I right. didn't show it. <laughs> so. Like in the back, like I was pissed, but in the back of my head, I was like, well, this is your own fault. So you have no one to blame. So I've just kind of been taking it on the chin. I'm hoping it comes up uh, April 20th, 2020, mm-hmm. 4 2020. Nice. Uh, I get to uh, I get to go see if I get another suspension. So we'll see if they tack something else on. And whether you do or you're not, you can get baked to shit afterwards. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. The phrase taking it on the chin, does that make you think of boxing or blowjobs? Boxing. Okay, see, for me, it's blowjobs. Okay. okay. I don't know. How many have you given? <laughs> huh? <laughs> given? Given or received. That's a, that's a big number. Um, I don't know. I don't know why that's what I, th- what I think. I don't know. I, I don't know. I watch a lot of porn. Uh, <laughs> um, so... Where does a lot of your, uh, is it, with your joke writing and stuff, where does a lot of your, like, uh, 
Like, where do you pull from? Is it is it life? Is it personal shit? Like, uh, it all depends on the joke. Like, sometimes I'll try to dig into my personal life. I don't feel like most of my personal life is that funny, but I don't mm-hmm. feel like I don't. I feel like most people don't feel like that's funny. Mm-hmm. You got to find the funny in it, and that's where I like. I don't. I don't search for funny. I just discover it. Is the way I look at it. Like I'll say something that makes me laugh, and I'll write that down. Right. Uh, I think most of it is just coming like hanging out with funny people. I think really helps. You. I, I think you're only as funny as the people you surround yourself with, and the funnier conversations, the more open-minded the people in your collective group are, the more you can stretch an idea and stuff like that. Right. Uh, some stuff just. Some stuff just comes to me. Some stuff comes to me on stage when I, like I say, get out of my own way. I'll riff and just kind of like freestyle on it. And uh, some of the stuff is like, some of the stuff I really work at. Some things it's like, I want to talk about this and I know I have to make this funny. Yeah. So that I, I really dive into it and kind of circle it and ground it and see what I can get out of it. I have I have this problem a lot where I'll, I'll have a fleeting idea for, for a bit or something. And I know it sucks. I know there's nothing there, but I can't shake it until I actually use it. And yeah, until it, it, it actually stage. bombs. Yeah, like like I, I had a joke about the fucking letter Y. Like, why is the letter Y only sometimes a vowel? Yeah, is it, is it a black ops vowel that comes in for <laughs> really for like when the president? Like, like it was it was the dumbest fucking joke premise ever, and I couldn't get it out out of my head until I fucking did it. Yeah, like, oh. sometimes you just have to try it. <laughs> There's been times where I'm like, oh, this is going to crush. This is a killer bit. Mm -hmm. Then you get on stage and it bombs so bad. And people just stare at you like you assaulted their mother. And then sometimes you're like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever written. And you try it and it gets the best reaction. It's you got to try it. You have to try it in front of a crowd. That's the thing. I I had I had a, a dumb idea for like a fucking animated raunchy pilot, whatever. And I was like, this is stupid. And I wrote it and I showed it to like four people and they're like, this is the funniest fucking thing you've ever written. I'm like, that it pisses me off. Yeah. Yeah. The stuff that you try the most at is never what people like, it seems. So uh Criminati podcast. Yeah. What's up with that, man? Uh I don't know. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> it's 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 like this, but with two more people just talking shit. That's really all we do is just make fun of each other. It's, it's you, Travis, and who else? Uh Nick Taylor and Johnny Woods. Yeah. And uh Nick and Johnny have never done a podcast before, so it's uh, kind of a learning experience for them. Me and Travis did one before called In the Red. That yeah, whatever happened with that? It it got to be not fun. It got yeah. to be more of a chore because we were doing it DATV. Uh, so it wasn't like a, we weren't we ne- never really relaxed with it, you know. Um, but now we're doing it at Johnny's. So it and it's just the four of us that usually go on road trips together. Yeah. It all started with just, you know, the car rides to and from shows. Yeah. We were like, oh, these are funny. We should record these. Yeah. But, you know, when you sit down and put a microphone in somebody, it's not the same most of the time. People oh. start, tr- again, it comes to that they're trying to be funny instead yeah. of just letting it loose. I, li- I like those. I like that, that those car ride. Oh, the, the, tri- it's, it, those are the best, man. The car ride there is usually the best. And depending on the show, the car ride home could be just three <laughs> hours of dead silence while people are like, what the fuck did I do to where they didn't like me that much? Uh, I was talking about this with, with, with Jody McDermott. Um, have you ever noticed, and maybe this is just the two of us, but have you ever noticed how like 
when you go, but the time when you go up, then the time where you get off stage, you have no recollection of what the hell. Oh yeah, yeah, stage blindness. Yeah, yeah, yep. Been there. I I watched my video from fireworks, and I was like, I don't remember doing any of that. I think that's. uh, This is another thing that I've been studying is uh, being in the zone. It's yeah. like when freestyles get in the zone and they just go and they go like when Eminem just backed, backed, backed. And it's like one continuous thought of just perfect rhymes and meanings. I feel like comics get into that with their performance. Like you're performing this joke so well and so perfectly that you get lost in the performance. It's 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 so weird to me. It's 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 like you black out for for seven. Yeah. Minutes and yeah. And then you have to go listen to the recording. And then, and then you, then you realize why you blacked out. Uh, <laughs> um, do you do a lot of competitions? Did you do fireworks this year? I did do fireworks this year. Made it to the no, I didn't make it out of the first round. Um, I my first round was fierce though. It was me, yeah. Travis, uh, Dusty, who came in third place. Um, I think no, Zade was on the show before. Wait, Zade were you won- and I on the same fucking show? I don't. I'm not. I was. I was, on, the, I was the second show on Saturday. Yep. Oh shit. Second okay. show Saturday. Yep. I, I don't remember yep. anything from that. Fu- Travis was on it. I yeah, was on it. Mike Wells was on it. Foxworthy was there. Murdered. Yeah. Foxworthy. Tony Foxworthy. Not. He got not Jeff. Um, he got second place. Yeah. That was a stacked fucking night. Oh yeah. Holy shit. But it was also the best. Sh- like it was the best crowd too. So it actually oh, worked yeah. out. That's what. That's what everyone told me. I didn't. I didn't get to go to any of the other one. Yeah. Because I signed up for that on a fucking lark. I was doing. I was doing Gem City tonight. Mm-hmm. And Medicitis was like, "Are you doing this?" And I. I've never. I've done one competition in my life. I'm a chicken shit. Oh, competitions I suck. I yeah, hate them. I, but. I'm, oh. But I do it to support Wiley's. Oh yeah, absolutely. For sure. You know, I do that every year. Uh, I try to do Go Bananas, too, just because even if you don't advance at Go Bananas, it's a a good set at a good club. I've only ever been to Go Bananas once, and I went for their their feedback mic. Oh, that's fun. It's a lot. It was great. Um, I've gotten a lot of good feedback from that. Blake Hammond runs that. It's a great show. Yeah. Well, it's not even a show. It's a great. It's it's a good opportunity. It's like a, 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 a workshop. But it's it's kind of what I think I think Don was going for with the comics hang at Wiley's. Yeah, we don't get enough new comics there though. Like it, we'll have like yeah. it'll be like you, me, Travis, and Don just sitting there shooting the shit. Yeah, it's like this is a perfect opportunity for the new comics, like the first timers on the Sunday comics, yeah. to come in, get a feel for the stage, uh, see what the lights look like. That's a big thing. Oh like, yeah, everyone's always like, oh, these lights are bright. Well, if you came in to this comics hang, you would have known this. Yeah. And it never goes over well. It's never like, oh, these these lights sure are bright. Ha, 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 ha. Nobody yeah. has ever laughed at that. No, all it does is piss Karen off. Yeah. Like, she, she hates that. Like, yeah, they <laughs> have to be bright so that the crowd can see you. So continue on. Um, it just Yeah, I, the fi- firework, I, now that I've done it, now I want to do another one. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's weird. Um, but it was, it's also just one of the best comedy audiences I've ever experience because they're there for they're there to laugh yeah yeah which is weird because sometimes with a a a contest uh it's like a lot of people bring their friends in and their friends only want to they only they think if they laugh at other people it's going to give them a better shot right so sometimes they're like nope i'm not gonna laugh at you you're not my friend i'm here for my friend Mm -hmm. but uh the sunday or the uh, the fireworks has started to train crowds like look you can laugh at the other people your mm-hmm. votes at the end is what matters it's not a a laugh off yeah 
I've been to a couple of those. Those suck. Yeah, the laugh-offs and clap-offs are the worst oh. way to judge a contest. I remember like 2000, it was like 2008, 2009, some guy developed a uh, a computer program for you to test how good your comedy set is. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, the last per minute. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was the dumbest shit yeah. ever. Just, you hit space bar, and then you hit space bar when the laugh starts. It's like, but what if I'm fucking... Like back to back, like yep. one line. Like, what if I'm pulling a Mike Wells and just back to back laughs? Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, it's. Um, it was the same. That was also, you know, the right time Ge- the comedy Bible came out. So. Oh god, that was the worst thing to happen <laughs> oh, to comedy. Oh, <laughs> uh, Ed John was really adamant about the LPMs. I remember like, that. You, you yeah. got to get your LPMs up. You got to get your LPMs up. But now he's uh, he was just at the uh, the OR. Yeah, at the comedy store. So. <laughs> Bless you. Oh, I was like, what did I do? I the cat was pissed at me. My, my sister's cat has ruined cats for me. She's such a bitchy little demon. So now I think all cat. Like, I, I love cats, but now I'm, she makes me paranoid for all cats. Um, yeah, Ed, Ed John fucking, we all gave him a lot of shit, but he's doing all right for himself yeah. out there, man. It's, uh, that's why, that's what I say to newer comics is just keep doing it. You're writing and your performing will grow as you do mm-hmm. you just got to stick through it you're, you're you're gonna you're gonna suck more than you oh more yeah than you, more than yeah. you succeed you be prepared to be embarrassed because it's gonna happen the the worst thing you can do though is is you know when i was when i was first coming up when i was down south whenever there was whenever somebody bombed on stage the first thing a lot of the vets would do would, would always pull them aside and be like don't fucking stop coming. Like, mm-hmm. don't you had? Don't let that be the reason you stop. Yeah, you know, what I, so many of them would. What I tell comics is like, don't worry, it's gonna get way worse. <laughs> no matter how bad you bomb, you're yeah. gonna bomb way worse later on in life, oh, and it's yeah. gonna hurt more because you do better later on. Like, you're gonna have a show that's just the best show you've ever had, mm-hmm. and then two days later, you'll bomb worse than you ever have. Oh, so for sure, it doesn't get any better. I, I had one of the best sets of my life at fireworks. Two weeks later, I was up at Wiley's and I ate mm-hmm. shit. Yep. You talk about coming down off a high. Yeah. And it's oh. like me and Travis talk about the barometer of like where you're at. Like mm-hmm. your somebody's best set could be a bomb to someone else. Yeah. But at the same time, once you hit that your best set, mm-hmm. any bomb after that feels way worse because you know what you're capable of. Yeah. You know, you can tear a crowd to pieces on a good night. And so when you bomb, it's like, oh, wow, then I got to go back to the drawing board. But I think that's I think the important thing, though, is to go back to that drawing board. If you have once after a while, you have to look at what's not working and figure out why it's you can't just keep bringing the same shit to the table Mm -hmm. over and over again and hoping for a different reaction. That's the definition of insanity. Yeah. Which Um, I mean, most comics are insane. That's true. (laughs) And 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 there's plenty of comics around here who do that and Mm -hmm. who bring the exact same jokes to every show and yep. get the same results every time. And There's some comics that do that and get good results every time. Absolutely. And if you don't fix what ain't broken. Yeah. But if it's broke, fucking fix it. But I still mm-hmm. feel like what I don't I don't get the point of doing the same set every time. Like you know it works. Yeah. You know those jokes are good. So try something new. And it's it's good like it's good to have like we talked about earlier, it's good to have like that set on standby for mm-hmm. when you get a book at the book at the funny bone yep. or you get yeah, but you need that, to you know. prove yourself yeah yeah but if, if if it's if the show is just another if it's just another sh- just fucking go up there and talk about your balls for five yeah. minutes if nothing else say say your same jokes differently 
Yeah. Do them differently. Act them out more. Do something different tweak, every time. Tweak something. Yeah. That's the, and I think that's why I think that's why uh, open mics are such a a, a blessing and a curse. Is <laughs> like that's the only way we have. Like a, a guitarist can sit in their fucking living yeah. room and practice a guitar by themselves and get good. Uh, an actor can practice their monologue in front of a mirror. The only way we have to practice is to do it in front of people. Yeah. And I think sometimes people who go to open mic nights don't realize that. They yeah. Think, yeah. Oh, well, if you're here and you're a comedian, you should be fucking funny. It's like, well. That's a th- well, another part of it is when we do well, we make it look so easy. Yeah. It looks like we're just up there talking. Yeah. And that's when people are like, oh, well, I could do this, too. It's like you don't understand the amount of work that went into making it look that easy. Those those moderately funny five minutes were probably six months. Oh, yeah. Of just bombing oh. and just getting every little word is specifically where it should be. Every facial uh, motion is where it should be. Inflection of voice. All this stuff all condenses into what a good joke is. It's crazy. Changing one word, I mean, yep. has, can make all the difference. Because yep. it's about, is, is, is the word you're using... Are you saying it too fast? Is yep. it easy to understand? Is it too big a fucking word for the average drunk comedy guy? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, one of my favorite things, I don't know who said this, but one of my favorite quotes was, uh, the difference between poop and shit could be a laugh and an applause break. I think that was Sarah Silverman. Yeah, well, that, that makes sense. <laughs> um, did you ever, there's, this do, there's this documentary, and I normally hate like documentaries and books and shit about comedy, but did you ever see I Am Comic? Yeah, I've oh. seen it. I like I am comic and I like I am road comic too. I haven't seen I am road comic. That's a is good one. Same, is it the same guys? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's not the same. It's the same director. Same, same director. Not yeah, the, yeah. Doesn't have Rich Scheidner on there. No, it's got. I can't remember the other dude's name. But. Um, but I am comic is one of the ones that I actually really like and I really recommend. One because getting to see Rich Scheidner essentially have a comeback. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, but all but yeah, there's a moment where they're sitting down, and also because if you watch it now in 2019, like. There's fucking little baby Eliza Schlesinger mm-hmm. on there, and mm-hmm. Nick Kroll, and guy people who are bigger now, but yep. who back then were unknown. Then. Yeah, yeah. Um, fuck, but uh, yeah, Sarah Silverman was talking about. She's like, you know, peepee's funnier, or poop is funnier than peepee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shit's funnier than poop, and diarrhea is an applause, something like that. Yeah, um, I love that one. Um, so fuck, man, you're a busy motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, so what do you have going on here, uh, in the next couple of weeks is now that, now that most offensive is, is done what, uh, what are you looking at next year soon. I mean, I got a couple out of town spots. I don't know how wide your, your listening is, but, uh, <laughs> we get listeners in California and, All right. and, and, and London. Mm. Well, if you're in California, book me. No shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got crackers coming up on the October 16th mm-hmm. in Indianapolis. Um, I don't know. There's some gigs I'm sure I'm forgetting. Uh, Barrel Laughs here in Springboro for Kevin. Oh, you're on the next one? Yeah, in October. Yeah. I can't remember the date on that one either. God, that's I'm the, so terrible at this. <laughs> you know what? That, I, 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 say, I jerk this show off a lot. That Barrel Laughs show is just one of the best fucking shows. It really is. Kevin Kevin hit a home run with that oh one from the first God. show. First show, there was great. Uh, about 112 people. Yeah. Yeah. He had a couple of shows that were like, you know, they had some uh, some other stuff going on in town and he only got like 60. So, <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I know. Which is still better than ninety percent of the shows in no Dayton. Shit, especially ones that are 
just being put on it. Also, the barrel lends itself to that. I mean, that that setup with where the stage is at and yeah. the yep. backdrop, like perfect. It's, it's such a great venue. It's a good thing that Kevin got in there because they did comedy there before with somebody that I'm not going to name. No. And uh, we all know. We're not yeah. And they <laughs> put a bad taste in the barrel's mouth about comedy. They didn't want to yeah. do comedy again. And they charged them. I heard found out finally charged them like eight hundred dollars to put that show on. And it was yeah. trash. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no wonder they don't want to do comedy again. Yeah. But luckily, yeah. Kevin was like, you know, Kevin Rupert was like, uh, I'll do the first one for free. Show you what we can do. First one turned out great. It was just they got, that was that was it was me, Joe Young, yep. Ray Jackson headlined. I was on. You it. were on it. Uh, Dust, Dan Seabury Dan was Seabry, on it. Because Dusty was going to be. But I think he had to cancel. Yeah. Um, who the Mike hell Wells. Was, Mike was Wells on? was on yep. it. Just the hitters. Yeah, it was a. I feel like it was like one or two more, but that was Probably. one of the. It was such a good show, yep. and it's it's been knocking it out the park ever since, man. Um, fuck, dude. Yeah, I could talk about this shit all day. <laughs> Have a Rupert's been a, a saving grace in Dayton. He's yeah, because he's running shows all over the place yeah, now. Yeah. Um, and and to think, I mean, he 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 just he just popped over here from fucking New York with his girlfriend. To, yep. And just yeah, yep. He's done he's done great things. Well, same thing with uh, Luke Capasso. Yeah. He just happened to come to Dayton, Ohio from London. No shit. So, <laughs> yeah. God bless him, dude. He's helped out a lot. I've yeah. learned a lot from just hanging out with Luke. Luke's a cool dude. He's one of the best comics in Dayton. I I, I haven't seen Luke since December. We did the we did that toy drive show. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that was, was a, a fun la- one. That was a fun fucking show. Yeah. That was the last time I saw Luke though. Fuck. Damn. I need to get out more. <laughs> <laughs> I work. Um well, shit, John. Thanks for doing this, man. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. Sorry I couldn't uh, wake up on time. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, if it wasn't for this show, I'd have been asleep till fucking now. So, <laughs> Yeah, this fuck. is about my wake-up time, yeah, usually. Fucking night shift, man. Ugh. But shit, we'll get you back on again, and, and whenever you got something going on, let us know. And It was fun, man. Awesome, yeah. Uh, check out the Cruminati on, what are we on, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Trying to get on iHeartRadio, and we keep getting rejected by iTunes. They just keep rejecting. iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio is tough. They have really specific, hmm. like you have to you have to post, but they won't even look at your podcast until you've had five episodes, and then you have to post at least I think every at least once a week for them. Oh wow, yeah. So we're not they, getting on that. Yeah, they're real. They're <laughs> real specific. I, I don't know what's up with Apple Podcast though. Yeah, Why well, they, won't fucking take they keep it. telling me it's a. Uh, uh, test content i'm like no nah, it's just a loose form podcast I was like it's not test because like we just kind of mosey into it like yeah. just it's like it just picks up in the middle of a conversation i'll just hit record I don't know, maybe just throw some intro music on it so yeah i've think, never i've never i've never actually gotten direct correspondence from itunes oh, i've been rejected three times and i'm on this like back and forth That's email crazy. list with them yeah they don't like us so you, youtube is probably the best place youtube or spotify Spotify's doing good for podcasts right now. That's what I've heard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pandora, not so much. Yeah. I mean, iHeart's where it's at, but like I said, iHeart, they're a fucking radio station, so they yeah. want you to be like yeah. cranking shit yeah. out. Yeah. So. Yeah. They want you to be a, a syndicated podcast, basically. Whoop de doo. Yeah. I mean, I love you, <laughs> iHeartRadio. Please don't take my show off. <laughs> I just got on. Shit. I was gonna say, no matter what, I'll be on there for this one. So. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, check out the uh, check out the Criminati podcast. Uh, where can they find you online, man, if they so desire? Uh, best spot is Instagram at Blue Chinchilla or at Criminati. Those are my two. What is with the Blue Chinchilla? I don't know. It just kind of <laughs> stuck. It Always was, wondered that. I we were uh, 
was with my buddies back in uh like fresh out of high school and we loved riff raff mm-hmm. so we all just kind of started coming up with our own riff raff names and blue chinchilla fuck yeah man because <laughs> i always like the thought of it was i always wanted a blue chinchilla cur- coat <laughs> like it's just a, a, f- a fur coat just made out of blue chinchillas <laughs> that's fucking funny yeah so it just kind of stuck and i don't know it's original so right on. nobody else has taken it anywhere so fuck yeah man yeah but yeah, check out the Criminati podcast. Follow John uh, at Blue Chinchilla on Instagram, and uh, keep an eye out for him performing wherever the fuck. Uh, go to the Barrel Laugh Show here in October, and um, next time the most offensive show hits Wiley's, make sure you guys check that shit out if you're in the area. Chill. And uh, John Morris, thanks for coming on the show, man. Appreciate thanks for having it. me, dude. Guys, that'll do it for this week. We'll be back again next time. And uh, until then, as always, live well, rock on, take care, and bye bye. <laughs>